What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Soccer by Paul and Harry. We're now into Double Figures, episode 10. Uh, you're all very welcome. We thank you all for listening. I'm along with my colleague, uh, Hadi Raphael of CultureSoccer.com, as always. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't at the stadium on Wednesday night, but I sat up very, very late in the UK to watch the game live on TV. Um, my colleague, Hadi was at the stadium. So how was your Wednesday evening, Hadi? Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. We had fun. Uh, it's been a while since uh, we've seen the Impact uh, perform a bit. And yeah, it was only a 1-0 win, but still, it was a win. And <laughs> we, uh, we didn't have that uh, for a while uh, in the past uh, few games. And it was very nice. It was very special for me since it was my birthday, too. So uh, yeah. as I said in the last episode, and, uh, you know, it was uh, important for me I tweeted this uh, right after, right after we uh, we won. Uh, happy effing birthday, Hadi, and I was very happy, very very. Yeah, happy happy birthday, Hadi, and hey. I, and I, and I kind of knew that. And what I should have done, but I ran out of time, was that we we should have been playing the Stevie Wonder hit "Happy Birthday" for you today, but unfortunately, um, unfortunately not. Um, so, of course, we're talking about the, the 1-0 uh, victory over Toronto FC in the first leg of the Canadian Championship final. A great result for uh, Montreal. I personally felt, and, and I'll ask you what you thought too, Hattie, I personally felt that the impact had, had the chance to actually go in uh, at the end of 90 minutes with, with perhaps a greater margin. But if it had to be a one-goal margin, Keeping a clean sheet was very, very important. But I, I thought there was a couple of chances that we had that, that, that we could have added to that. And when you look at Toronto, yes, they probably had the bulk of possession throughout the game, especially the second half. They didn't really create an awful lot. So I think the impact are maybe a little bit uh, unfortunate that they haven't got another goal in the bag for their trip to, to BMO Field next week. What do you think, Addy? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I just want to talk a bit about the possession. Uh, yes, the possession altogether was 61% for Toronto, 39 for Montreal. Uh, but don't be bluffed by that because Montreal started the, the, the game with a lot of possession. And when they scored the first goal, that's when they sat down and they tried to play on the counter. And that's why you see that Toronto with a, with a bigger possession. But 
uh, that wasn't the goal from, I, I don't think it was a strategy and a tactic of uh, Wilma Cabrera to sit uh, uh, to sit deep and to counter only since the beginning of the game. Because at the beginning, we had really long spells of possession. And I, I really liked that. Uh, there was a few things uh, that I liked. And yes, we should have scored a, a few more goals. I, I didn't like the fact that in, in the second half, Uh, we sat a bit too deep at one point, but what I loved and what I loved, a lot of people are uh, are talking about the uh, the, the performance of uh, of Diop, uh, Clément Diop in in uh, uh, in the goal. Uh, none, I, I didn't really. It's not, I don't want to really mention the, the saves because the saves are really good. And you know what, uh, Evan Bush does great saves too. And you know, for me, you know, saves are something. But I need the communication of of uh, communications with the uh, the defenders. That's what's most important. And when, what I really loved about Job, a lot of times when he see when he saw that his team was a bit too deep, I was just behind the goal, right? So and I could hear Job saying just and pushing his defenders forward, saying, "Okay, we're too deep. We're too deep. Just go ahead, move forward, move forward." And I loved that because Bush never does that. And that's what I don't like about it. And I've, uh, um, for people that really follow, uh, you know, other podcasts that I'm into or uh, the radio that I do in French, uh, I always say that, unfortunately, even with guard and the impact had a tendency to play a bit too deep, a bit too much, uh, uh, too defensively. And you know what? Uh, with Jupp, I think that we, we can avoid this because he has such great uh, communication skills. Yeah, that, that, I think that's a fair point, and and I think what you're also saying about the impact playing deeply and and maybe too defensively. And one of the things we always say about the impact is they need to go and find an identity. And and I think maybe if there has been an identity, or maybe not so much an identity, but a common thread that runs through impact sides, probably from before they got in the MLS is. They, they, they are very defensive. They do defend deeply. And, and I think that's been a feature of the club. It's not one that I like, but um, it, it's something that we've had to, to endure for quite a while now. Um, so I, what do you think about that? Yeah, you're completely right. But there's, you know, it's, it's really nice to have that identity. And it's a bit of an Italian thing. And I can, I can understand because the impact has some Italian roots. Uh, but you know what? There's defending deeply and there's defending a bit too deep, where you see where your wingers are really close to your to your uh, to your wing backs, and, and that's really not good. You have to make sure when you defend deep that you cover all of your area, like the the your your half of the pitch have to has to be covered altogether, and you can't really sit deep and have all your your ten players uh, really uh, covering just half of your area of the pitch, so only a quarter of the pitch. You have to make sure that they push a bit forward so that whenever you, you, uh, whenever you recuperate the ball, you're able to, uh, to launch a counterattack and not have you know, the, those uh, forwards do uh, about 100 meters, <laughs> 100 meters runs every, uh, every, every counter because yeah. uh, they're going to be very tired, right? So yeah. you have to make sure that they're deep, yes, but not too deep either. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's what I meant by, uh, by... And that's what I liked about Jupp. And Jupp really communicated with his defenders whenever he saw that the team was a bit too deep. They had to be deep, but not too deep. Yeah, I think you're... I mean, all, all the great goalkeepers 
throughout history have been great communicators. In fact, some of them have been absolute ballers, if you like, where they absolutely ball at their defenders to the extent where there's a lot of intensity and stress going on. But, you know, one who used to be great at that um, at Manchester United, for instance, was Peter Schmeichel. Uh, there was nobody gave his defenders as much shit as what uh, Peter Schmeichel did. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. And and he's one of the best goalkeepers, obviously, I've ever seen and probably everybody else has ever seen. Um, and the defenders got it. And, and I think they knew that it was helping make them a better player, a more effective defensive unit as well. And I, I, I do agree with you. I love to see a goalkeeper who communicates and I love to see a goalkeeper who takes that sort of level of ownership. Um, and, and yes, maybe it's a it's a part of the game that Evan needs to, to work on or maybe it's just something that's either there or it's not there. But um, I must admit, you know, I, I, I watched the game on, on TV over here and, and that probably, you know, didn't come through as much to me as what it did to you at the stadium. But I'm very, very interested to hear the point that you've made because um, if that's the case, and I'm sure it is, if that's what you're telling me, uh, you know, I think that's a very, very positive thing. Yeah, exactly. It was very positive, and there was a lot of uh, positives in the game. In, in the game, and there's there's a lot of negatives too. And we're going to talk about everything. But I wanted uh, your opinion regarding that new uh, central defense, that new defense altogether, because all four of uh, uh, of uh, the defenders were changed. Uh, if you uh, if you look at the lineup, uh, the, the last game against uh, Cincinnati. So, what did you think about that that, that new defense? Look, I think I, I think they they I think the impact defended well, and um, I think you know I, I wondered when I saw right Tala at left back. Not 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 that he not not that I was concerned that it was right Tala because I think he's probably the best left back we have at the club. Um, but I wondered when I saw right Tala at left back. Does this mean that um, Lovitz is going elsewhere um, next year? Um, but 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 probably you know when I'm looking at a strong defense, I'm probably looking at the center of the back four more than anything. And I thought I thought Bakary Sanya was I think there's the only word for it really was outstanding. I thought he was absolutely magnificent uh, on the night. And um, you know Cabrera alongside him did well. I think there's only one time I remember Altador in the second half getting the better of him and getting a shot in. So. Um, Cabrera in his first game back has done well, and I, I, I'm not the biggest, um, I'm not the biggest Cabrera fan, but but Brugiar for me as well performed well. So so the back four was good, and obviously the organisation along the middle line as well um, was, was excellent too. And and I thought there were maybe two two players in particular really who stood out for me in in the midfield. Um, were were Lapalainen, who I think um, managed to to show some of his best form, and he looked very, he looked, you know, the sort of player who the, the only thing he didn't finish well was that 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 chance, which would have kind of put the icing on the cake of his performance because I seen him tracking back, I seen him doing work, you know, coming back, and I, I seen him actually looking good and causing them trouble going forward, particularly in some breaks in the second half. But I thought Safir Tider. Um, had a superb game uh, in going forward and in defence as well. He created two or three chances, and in fact, he gave Piatti the, uh, the the pass for the goal, which wasn't as spectacular as his setup for um, Lapalainen, uh, for instance. I think Tider was very, very unlucky with his yellow card with five minutes to go as well, because 
Um, I, I, I remember back to when I played, and I'd have probably lost it at the same time too, but you've you got to be more disciplined, of course, because the referee and linesman had just given a shocking decision when it was a clear corner kick for Montreal, uh, and he gave it to, to a goal kick for... Um, for Toronto, and it was the second time he'd done it in about 15 minutes, and both times Ty Dare was involved, so I can understand his exasperation. Um, but yes, he probably should have been more disciplined. But to answer your original question, I know I've rambled on a little bit. I thought the back four were excellent. Um, I thought the midfield four were excellent, um, or five, if you like, um, and, and just a good all-round performance. The only thing I would say, and I think we can't lose sight of the fact that that Toronto started the game under strength because th the three guys that they brought on in the second half um, normally would, would all be first choice, right? Um, not really. If you look at the games uh, recently, uh, Pozuelo hasn't been starting the games. Uh, he's always uh, uh, coming from the bench because he doesn't like... Uh, his defensive, he doesn't really fill his defensive roles. And that's why he's most of the time on the bench, Pozuelo. Uh, the only guy that's usually uh, uh, in the starting 11 is Josie Altidore. Uh, there's also uh, the, the goalkeeper, the, uh, it's Bono. It was uh, was in the goal, but usually it's, uh, uh, it's uh, Westberg. Westberg, exactly. And you have also uh, Simon that played, and usually it's Omar Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you had, you had a few started on the bench uh, but only Altidore really uh, was supposed usually was supposed uh, to be uh, in the starting 11 and wasn't uh, but the rest are usually in the starting 11 even Schaffelberg uh, most of the time you see Beneze uh, but Schaffelberg uh, before Beneze came back was the one uh, playing on the left wing so uh, he's been pretty good with, for Toronto this year uh, the, the young rookie and yeah, I really like quick. what I see right. exactly so yeah I, I can't understand that the thing is with Toronto, you have two key players, okay? And that's Bradley and Altidore. A lot of people thought that Pozuelo was going to be that other key player. Unfortunately, he's not because of his lack of defending. Um, but I, I think that with Altidore, the game would have been completely different. Uh, I liked uh, the, the back four. It was really good. I liked the fact that we had a strong guy with Cabrera, Victor Cabrera, and and a more uh, um, uh, PC, a central defender with Bakary Sanya, who had, like you said, an outstanding game. Uh, really very, very good at that position. I, I was a bit skeptical when, uh, when I... When I saw the starting eleven, but uh, uh, I was uh, yeah I was really impressed by by his uh, his performance uh, his performance on Wednesday. Um, I I really liked also like you said uh, Raitala and Borgia. Raitala was a bit more defensive, and you saw uh, Borgia that was able to be more offensive. So that was I like that kind of. Um, of, of setup for a defense where you have one wing back that's a bit more defensive and one uh, wing back that's really offensive where you see that sometimes uh, you see that the the uh, when you're when you're playing offensively you see a a, a back three uh, and I really like that and I think it it brings another 
level of uh, complexity for the uh, for the opponent, and and uh, that's what I really liked about it. Um, and you, you talked about uh, Lapalainen. Uh, I, I liked what he did. Yeah, it was really unfortunate that he didn't put the that that chance uh, in the back of the goal. And th- there was a lot of uh, good uh, chances for the impact, and we should have scored at least one, if not two, more goals. Uh, but in the second half, we decided to really defend, and that's. I didn't really like that decision. For me, it was important to score a second goal. Yeah, but want... you know, you know what I would say though about that, Harry. I, I, I thought yes, you're, you're, you're right. They kind of were a bit more withdrawn in the second half, but they still created two or three good chances. Yeah, true, true. But they could have created a bit more because Toronto wasn't in the game in the first half. I'm sorry, but Toronto wasn't in the game. They didn't yeah, show they made, anything. They made key changes though at halftime, right? Which, which probably altered that balance. Yeah, but you know what? Altidore had, what, one chance afterwards, even if yeah. they had possession? So I don't... They really defended very well on Altidore. I really liked what they did, uh, the back four, and even the, 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 the midfielders. They really did a great job on Altidore. But I think if we want to talk about one thing that was done perfectly... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, defensively, uh, from the impact, is making sure that Bradley doesn't have the ball in key positions yeah. and that's i've been saying that since i've i've seen bradley with uh, with uh, with toronto that he's the key player to the whole game a lot of people talked about jovinko a lot of people talked about altidor and about uh, 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 sanchez in the past and pozuelo now don't worry about them the most important the key player for Toronto is michael bradley you have to make sure that he's covered one on one on the pitch all together and he moves so well I, you know what unfortunately the only thing that I don't like about Bradley is that he plays for Toronto <laughs> if he didn't play for Toronto he would be one of my best players because he's so intelligent on the pitch so here's, and- here's one here's one so they haven't uh, they haven't decided whether they're going to extend his contract or not for next year would you take him at Montreal anytime 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 fair enough I would too uh, I would too. For me, yeah, he's a bit older now. He's so intelligent. It's not normal. And usually, and, and, that's, and that's why it's very hard to defend on him because he moves so well. And he's, uh, he's sneaky whenever he moves uh, on the pitch. And you know what? And that's why you need a very good, a very, very good communications between usually three players because you have to make sure that three players have eyes on Bradley 
the whole game. And you have, whenever Bradley is playing close to the central defenders, it, he has to be guarded by one of the, uh, uh, one of, uh, by the, uh, the, the attackers. So in this case, it was Boyan in the first half. Uh, then whenever he moves into the midfield, he has to be taken by Safir Taider, who was, you know, the, uh, the tip of the, of the, the triangle in the middle. Uh, and then if he moves close to, uh, to uh, let's say, in a, a very offensive shape, whenever he moves close to the, uh, uh, to the area uh, of, uh, of the impact, then he has to be defended by either Schrom or, or Piet. And we saw that, and it was done amazingly by the, the Montreal impact. We've seen Tider follow Bradley all over the pitch, and that was very important. And that's the only way you can beat Toronto. You can't beat Toronto if you don't do that. There's no other way to beat them. So, no. so should it should it be Tider or should it be um, Piat that, that that follows him around the pitch? And I, I, here's here's why I'm asking the question. Um, I, I think that uh, do you remember Remy Gard's first game in charge? Uh, yeah. Not first game in charge, but first game against Toronto when we won one zero at the uh, at the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. Piet sat on top of him the whole game, and it was probably the most ineffective I'd ever seen Michael Bradley that day. Um, and I thought the job Piet did on him that day was absolutely superb. Um, and I think I would be more inclined to detail Piet to take um, uh, Michael Bradley and and give Safir Tider another responsibility with some you know more offensive duties as well. Although. Saying that, <laughs> Safir Tider offensively the other night, I thought did exceptionally well too. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was a pretty good uh, Tider, I think, in his game. A lot of people are really criticizing him because he got that like, yellow card. Don't forget that, if I'm not mistaken, he's going to be suspended for the next game. He, so, he, can't the, he can't play in the second leg. Right? Yeah, exactly. So he's going to be suspended. So, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, I liked what he did. I like the fact that yeah, yeah, Piet Piet really did well when um, in the first game in uh, of charge of uh, Remy Guard when they played against Toronto. Yeah, he did very well. But don't forget that Bradley didn't have that position on the pitch. Uh, don't forget that uh, last year when uh, when uh, when Piet really defended on Bradley, Bradley was playing a bit um, in a, in a different position because they used to play with with a back three. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a bit different uh, back then. Now, Bradley is playing a bit um, more defensively. You rarely see Bradley in the box. Uh, last year, you used to see Bradley in the box quite often. So Piet would have been uh, made a lot of sense last year. This mm -hmm. year, I think you need someone that's a bit better offensively because if they are able to take the ball from him, which is very, very hard. But if you're able to take the ball from him, you need to make, to make sure that you have someone that's really have, has uh, technical skills in order to create a chance right away. Yeah. Because if you take the ball from Bradley, uh, you're sure to have a very big chance right after. Because, mm. yeah, because the, the, the team, uh, um, the shape of the team is really based on, uh, it's very offensive when Bradley has the ball. Because Bradley has a very good vision, so he's able to give you know very uh, great passes. So mm. you see, the team is really really forward when Bradley has the has the ball. So if you're able to to pick the ball from him, you're gonna have a counter right away. So yeah, you need he, to make he, sure you and, have someone. And you're right; he, he does knit everything together for them. He's 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 the nerve center. He's he's central to, to everything. The only the, he's central to everything they do. The only thing I would kind of say about him is 
he's always good for one error per game. I I, I always find, and I, I think he made an error in the first while while Montreal were having the um, the ascendancy in the first half of the game uh, on Wednesday night as well. And I think we we failed to capitalize. But I always think there's an error. Good and good player and all that Michael Bradley is. I always feel there's an error in him every game, and and we just need to make sure that we can capitalize on it when it happens. Exactly, and you're completely right. He did make an error, and we uh, we picked uh, we we picked the ball from him pretty close to their to their uh, to their area, right? And yeah, yeah. we weren't and able it, to to to, uh, to to score, unfortunately. And uh, it also happened, Harry, in the, in the in the the home game against them that we lost two 0 There was another situation very very similar to the one the other night, where he lost the ball in a very dangerous position, and I and I think he's a little bit prone to that, um, but. I agree with you. He's a good player, and I wish he was wearing blue instead of red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, it's going to be very hard for him to 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 come to Montreal. I don't think he's been so bad with Montreal in his press conferences, and uh, every time he used to talk about 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 Montreal. So I, I doubt I doubt it that he'll ever be a, a player of the impact. But let, let's go, let's go back to that game, and I had a, a, a question that was very important for me. Uh, my dear Paul, and it was, what did you think about the first half with Boyan as at last in a striker position? Yeah, it was good. Um, it, it, it was good. And, and um, you know, I, I wondered, I, I think the lineup was a, was a difficult one to predict because we don't know the coach that well. And um, we knew that we had to have three Canadians and, we knew that the team hasn't been doing well, so we knew the coach would have to probably make changes, whether it was player changes or whether it was formation changes. So it was a very, very hard lineup to to predict the other night. But um, I like Bojan up there. Um, I think it's his natural position. And he's clearly not a big, bustling centre forward who you would class as a target man. He's a, he's a more subtle, um, sophisticated, uh, talented player. Um, but I, I, I liked him up there. Um, I think he worried them the fact that he was there. Uh, it worries me a little bit that he may be injured now and he may miss the second leg. But um, I think it was a good move. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've been wanting to see Boyan as a striker since he came here. For me, he's not an offensive midfielder. He's not a number 10. Uh, he is a striker. Yes, and like you said, he's not a target man, but he's still a striker that can play as a poacher or that can play as a uh, as a, a false nine if you want to. And he's been very, very, very good uh, in the first half. A lot. I don't know if a lot of people realized how good he was in the first half with his uh, deviations, with the yeah. fact that he he came to to pick up the ball and made made sure that that Piatti and Lapalainen were free. Uh, to to uh, you know uh, to uh, send the through balls behind the defense and he yeah. did that a couple of times and you know what that's what I was looking for from Boyan and that's amazing I just it's just really a pity that he's uh, he's injured uh, he was very confused when he was uh, uh, when he was uh, substituted I don't know if he he is seriously injured if it's oh, it was only a knock i'm very uh, curious to see what's uh, what's going to happen for the second lie i just hope that he's not going to play in la you know what the yeah. mls I, i i don't think we need to worry about the mls anymore because it's going to be very hard to make the playoffs so you know what just 
yeah. make sure that those injured players like Boyan, I think Uruti is injured too because he was substituted also. Make sure that those players don't really have minutes <laughs> in yeah. the MLS until uh, the second leg. I, I was going to ask you about about the Bolian substitution, and and I think you're right about his role up front. I mean, he uses his intelligence and he uses his technique. Um, you know, whereas a a different sort of target man has has different attributes, and uh, you know, he, he clearly he's played at a at a higher level than most players in MLS. So the intelligence is probably on a different level too. I think that's a fair comment. Um, but uh, you know, I seen him coming off, and I, I agree with you. It, it looked as if he didn't want to come off, or he didn't feel he should have been substituted. And um, it, it's been a little. I've been scouring the, the net to try and get some some information around that, and and haven't sort of found anything that satisfied my my thirst for the situation and what actually happened. So I was going to ask you how you seen it, but it sounds as though you kind of seen it the same as me, and maybe don't have anything additional to add. No, I don't have anything to add. It was very weird because he was surprised to come out. But when he came out, um, I, I didn't like it, what I saw. He was very, I don't know if he was, because he was like uh, his head was, uh, you know, it was down and he was like putting his hand on, on, on his face. I don't know if he was crying or he was upset or I don't know really what happened. Uh I don't know if he was in pain and he knew that his season was over or he was just upset because he was substituted and, and you know, the coach didn't really understand him. I'm not sure exactly, but it can be one of the two, right? It could be that he's out for a long time or he could be that uh, it could be that he was, he was just surprised and really pissed off because he yeah. was substituted. But so it's either it, or. Is it not strange, though, that some news hasn't leaked out about the extent of his injury, if indeed it is an injury? I mean, it must be some kind of injury because there's no way that uh, Cabrera would have replaced him at that point. Something actually physically must have happened. You know what? It's 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 It might be both because the, uh, you see the bad press around Cabrera. I, I don't know if you, you heard exactly what, what happened in the last few weeks. But that was uh, if you if you guys watched uh, the the show of uh, Kevin Laramie with uh, Dwayne uh, Rollins when they talked about um, on a sports uh, podcasting network and uh, Kevin Laramie said something after the game of uh, against Cincinnati uh, when he was uh, in the locker room and he was talking with players he told me he t- he said on the show that some players came to him and told him that they didn't understand anything about uh, Cabrera and about what he wanted on the pitch. And some players came to him to tell him that. And he was very shocked because it was the first time in his career that something something like that happened, that players came to complain about the coach with him. And, and that's really bad. So there's also the bad press around Cabrera. So maybe the substitution of Boyan... Uh, wasn't about an injury, but they didn't communicate on it because they don't want to put more pressures on, on Cabrera because he, there is a lot of bad press on Cabrera. And you know what? For me, it's logical because I don't like the guy. And I, I, it's not, it, I don't think I, I, I'm surprising you when I tell you that I don't like you, him and I don't think he's good, right? So You've, uh, influ- you've influenced everyone. Everyone must be listening <laughs> to show. <laughs> no, everyone has eyes, Paul. Everyone has eyes because yeah. it's not normal how bad he is. Uh, but... You know, I, I don't have anything personal against him. Uh, he, he, I'm sure he's a good guy. Uh, I don't, I don't know him personally. It's just that tactically, I don't think he's 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 uh, MLS caliber. It's it's that simple. Uh, mm-hmm. The second thing also that I wanted to say about that that, that uh, the Boyan, 
uh, it might be also an injury, like you said. So yeah, it might be a very serious injury too, and maybe he's out for the season. So that's why we haven't seen any uh, communication uh, of the club. So it might be either or. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, and the club has been very, very, very silent in the fa- in the past uh, few weeks. Yes, they're ashamed and uh, uh, they're humiliated and everything, but we haven't seen any any positive uh, announcements, any. Uh, yeah, and anything at all from the club, and uh, it, I think it, it, blo- it kind of blows me away a little bit that that type of silence, especially when things aren't going well. Because I always, you mean, you, you always kind of compare to what you know best. And if you, for instance, for you, it would be you know French football best in Europe, and I know English football best in in Europe. And you know, when I think about how these situations would have, uh, or the reaction from clubs in in these type of situations that the impact find themselves in, whether it's the poor form or whatever, um, there would be lots of things in the press and and you know statements coming out from from the club and all this kind of stuff. And and even if we talk about specifically the Bojan. Uh, Uh, incident the other night where he came off when he did and we're all kind of now wondering is he injured is he not injured is it a long-term injury was it tactical blah 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 you know the press over here um in the uk would have been all over that sort of thing and by now i mean the game was wednesday what we're now friday um by, by now people would have um probably had enough information to form an opinion on what really happened but we're, we're all we're getting it seems is silence right Yeah, exactly. But you know what? It's a new kind of communication that I really don't like. Uh, you talked about Europe a bit, and uh, I don't know if you, you, you. I'm sure you followed Marseille in the last uh, uh, few uh, few months. Uh, Marseille had a very bad season last year, and um, that you have new ownership and you have a new president and everything, and they're doing exactly when they had that uh, that bad season. That we're doing exactly what the impact is doing, just silence. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know what? It drove the supporters crazy. Crazy mm-hmm. because they're not used to that. Usually, whenever things are bad, usually you have more communication from the club to appease the crowd, to appease the supporters. And we haven't, it's like it's a new trend in the world of soccer where where you know what? Things are bad. So, okay, you know what? I'm not gonna say anything because I'm afraid, mm-hmm. you know. And that's not what we want, you know. As supporters, you know, soccer usually, uh, you know, it's it's it, you need to communicate. It's it's a religion for a lot of people, and the the impact. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps. You know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's really following that trend. And that's what I don't like. The impact has always been like that. But now you have very, uh, a very good fan base. I'm very amazed by the fact 
seeing that that five base that that fan base uh, despite of all the results of the impact that five fan base is really uh getting bigger and bigger and that's what mm-hmm. i really like you know mm-hmm. what uh even if you look at the season uh this year and you see the results i was expecting and even some reporters said that they were expecting before the game around 7000 people in the stands we mm-hmm. were a bit more than 10000 so that was a lot better with the results don't forget that there was really bad results from uh, uh from the impact and don't forget that it was wednesday and usually wednesday we know that there's really smaller crowds um yes it was a final yes it was toronto and everything but uh those 10000 people they made so much noise it was incredible mm-hmm. like the tension in a, in the stadium was amazing i think toronto the toronto players felt uh felt the, the 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 fans pushing behind the impact and and we needed that well all, all, you know what all credit to those fans that were there absolutely all credit to those fans at, at both ends of the stadium there's no no doubt about that both the ultras and the 1642 um it, it's fantastic the backing the vocal backing they give to the club but i think the thing that concerns me is um it, it, it's maybe more to do with the the, the competition the, the canadian championship because here we have um a national championship competition um, for which qualification uh, is determined for the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, and you've got your two, with respect to Vancouver, you've got your two biggest Canadian rivals in the final. Um, and it is the final. Um, and and you, you've only 10,000 people. And, and, you know, tickets weren't as, as highly priced, I don't think, either. Uh, yeah, but... Games. And, and 10,000 people. Yeah, but don't forget also, Paul, sorry to, to interrupt you, but don't forget that it wasn't, that game wasn't included in the season ticket package, right? Mm-hmm. So so all the season ticket holders had to buy their ticket uh, again. And, you know, for people that really spend, uh, spent, you know, depending on where you're sitting on a, on a, in the stadium, you spend at least, uh, what, $450, if I'm not mistaken, for the cheapest uh uh, cheapest seat in the stadium uh, to whatever uh, two thousand, I think, in the, yeah. in the VIP uh, lounges. Uh, you know what? Uh, when you but, see a season as bad as what we've seen uh, this year, uh, they're not encouraged to buy another forty 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 dollar uh, uh, ticket to go watch the game. I did. A lot of people did, and you know, like I said, all all things considered, considered the bad run and everything, I think it was a pretty good turnout. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm- I mean, I'm not having a go at, at, at the impact fans particularly or, or not, not as much the impact fans as, as, as the, the tournament itself. I think the tournament, um, and this is something that's frustrated me ever since I started going to watch the impact. I, I, I think the Canadian Championship is important and I think it's probably more important. Okay, so, so from 2012, it was a case of being the best between Toronto, Vancouver and Montreal, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in that respect, yes, the, 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 there was not, not that the competition lacked credibility, it, it maybe lacked imagination, attraction, it wasn't glamorous, maybe, and I think that's, that's fair comment. But, um, 
you know, the, the, it's great what the competition has done to develop into what it has, and it's expanded to, I can't remember exactly how many teams, but it's a, it's a decent-looking tournament now where, where it's got like two or three rounds before you hit the semifinals and final, which, which is great. But um, I, I think for me that the Canadian Championship still is, does not capture um, the imagination of the Canadian soccer public. And, and uh, I, I think... I, I take on board what you're saying about the tickets had to be purchased the other night. And, you know, I, I, if, I, if I think about a national championship in, in most countries in Europe between, the, between two big rivals, um, it, it's not that the stadium's half full, but you're having to pay um, scalper prices for, for tickets unless you're fortunate enough to get one when the general sale takes place. Um, and, and, and OK, maybe I shouldn't compare um, to Europe, but I still think that... 10,000 people is a poor turnout for a national championship final. And, and again, yeah, maybe you can point the finger a little bit at Impact fans. Um, I, I, and I, I take on board it's a Wednesday night and all that kind of stuff. But I think the bigger problem here is the, the, the tournament um, lacks attraction. It doesn't, it doesn't appeal to enough people. Um, uh, even though it gets you into the the, the Concacaf Champions League, but maybe uh, the wider footballing or the wider soccer public in Montreal um, is 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 more MLS oriented than Concacaf Champions League oriented. And and for me, coming from my background, maybe I'm thinking about this the wrong way. For me, coming to my my background, getting into in in Europe. Getting into European competition every year is, is paramount, but it doesn't seem to be so important in, in in North America, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you're completely right. You know what? It, it is it is different. Don't forget that you know the CONCACAF Champions League is 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 newer, right? It's it's recent. It's not it doesn't have that history that uh the the UEFA Champions League has, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing, don't forget also that the CONCACAF Champions League, uh you have um most of the time uh, the 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 um the team that really particip- participate and goes far in the league uh, in the Champions League, sorry, uh, doesn't do well in the MLS uh, the same year, and we've seen that with Toronto. We've seen that with Montreal. That the year where they they reached the final, uh, the year in MLS that followed was really bad. You know, it's it's always been uh, that way. So maybe that's why it's not really uh, considered very, very, very strong. Like um, uh, the interest is not very, uh, very high, like in, in, uh, in Europe. The second thing also, um, the Canadian championship is, is pretty new. Like the new format is really, really new. And it hasn't drawn a bit uh, enough interest, as you said. And that's normal because, like I said, it's very new. A lot of people look at the CanPL teams as being inferior teams, and it's not true because we've seen what happened with Vancouver, right? Um, and and I think that it's going to take a bit of time until it gets uh, as big. The Canadian Championship gets as big as a as an FA Cup, let's say in England, or or as a whatever, as a French Cup or whatever. Uh, it's going to take a bit of time. It's going to take, of course, more teams. Now we're, there are 13, uh, 13 teams. Uh, but don't forget that CanPL is expanding. So uh, you're going to have more teams that are going to come here. Uh, the uh, the tournament is going to be bigger and bigger and get bigger and bigger. And I think interest is going to come. Uh, it's going to come whenever 
people are going to feel that the Canadian uh, Premier League teams are going to be at a certain level where it's going to be hard for the MLS teams to beat them. Yeah. And I think it's going to take a year or two. Uh, I, I, don't th I don't think it's going to take 10 years, but it's going to take a year or two before we've, we see that kind of interest in a Canadian championship. Don't forget that before, it was only a championship that was played with only five teams, or even yeah. three teams at one point. Uh, so, yeah, now it's very different. And, uh, you know, interest is, I think, is going to grow. It's going to grow from here. Uh, it's just going to take time. The, I just think the fact that there's a CONCACAF Champions League place, you know, on offer for the winner should guarantee that the, that the finals are, are, are better attended, if you like. But maybe you're right. Maybe it needs a few more years yet before that kind of, you know, everyone really appreciates all that kind of stuff. And maybe it needs a few more years before CONCACAF Champions League grows in stature as well, which would, would also add to the fact that the Canadian Championship is ultra-important. Yeah, but you know what, Paul? And that's uh, one other thing I wanted to say. A lot of people don't know that it brings uh, CONCACAF uh, Champions League a spot. And uh, I, I've seen it on Twitter, and a lot of people are like, uh, I don't understand. Now we're saying that we, uh, we, uh, we are in, a, in, a, you know, in the eighth edition in MLS, and we're playing a final How how is that possible? And mm. you know, we we had to to a lot of people had to answer. You know what? It's two different championships. So people are not educated, and I think I don't think it's the uh, it's the tournaments uh, the tournaments uh, job to educate those people. It's the club's job to uh, to educate those people. And we haven't seen anything from the impact saying, oh, this is what the Canadian Championship is. It gives us a chance in the CONCACAF Champions League. We haven't seen enough of that. We've yeah. seen maybe one or two things, but we have to, to explain that over and over and over again so that people get used to the fact that mm -hmm. the Canadian Championship gives you a place in the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah, yeah, you know, you you you're probably right. It's still maybe embryonic, if you like, uh, as as far as we're concerned in 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 Canada or in North America. So, so perhaps in future years, it 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 may, it may grow in stature. At least I hope it does, because I think it's and 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 by the way, I'm not I'm not knocking what they've done with the expansion. I think the expansion's great. I think the fact that we've got Can PL. Uh, up and running is great. I hope there are more teams in it next year. I think a, a league with seven teams is a is a little bit. Uh, it's a, it's it's got to be a little bit difficult for that league to capture fans' imagination because there are only seven teams and they're so far spread apart. Um, so with more teams coming in next year and hopefully it will continue to grow in future years. Um, the Can PL will, will develop into something that captures uh, people's interest more than probably it currently does. But I think they've made a good start, to be fair to them, and um, good luck to them, and long may it continue. Do you, know exactly. what, do you know what we haven't talked about? Yes, what? There was, there was a wonderful goal on Wednesday night. <laughs> true, <Yes>. true. <laughs> Uh, it's it's brilliant to see it's brilliant to see Piatti coming back and do doing that kind of stuff and you know it just reminds us all you know what we've missed and I think I'm I'm watching that the other night and and Tyder slips the ball into him the first thing that surprises me um, is the space that Piatti has um, because if I was playing against Piatti I wouldn't be um, allowing him that kind of space whether he's just back from injury or not but. The second thing was his first touch wasn't great and the ball kind of got caught under his feet. 
but his second touch was immaculate, incredible. What a, what a shot. It was an absolute screamer into the top corner. And I'm telling you this, that ball was still rising when it hit the net. You know what? I was thinking about it when uh, this morning when I knew uh, that uh, we were going to record this. And I wondered what would Ray Hudson, how would Ray Hudson describe that goal? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I, I had goosebumps and I was like, okay, that would have been something really amazing <laughs> because that goal was really, really outstanding. It was magnificent. And we've seen, uh, uh, we know how Piatti is, uh, how good Piatti is. And we've seen it again and we've seen it again. And we always see it. And uh, we really think that he's old, but he's not really old because he's still amazing. And he, he showed it to us again. Uh, what the, a goal. What a guy, goal. The guy is clearly, clearly still good enough at 35, 36, whatever it is he is, uh, to, to play in MLS and, and be one of the top players. There's absolutely no doubt in, in my mind. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end of this season. Will he give it another year? And, and hopefully he may think, hopefully for us, selfishly, if you like, he may think, you know what, I missed out my last year. I owe it to Montreal and the, and the soccer public in Montreal to give them one more year. But um, on the other side of that, you know, if he really is that keen to return to his family and, and play another year or two in Argentina, you know, his, his, his career time is running out. So, you know, I, I think uh, Nacho's got a big decision to make, but selfishly, I hope he makes it in our favor. Ah, me too, me too. But I, yeah, I hope he makes it, but not at any price. To tell you the truth, for me, Piatti is amazing. He's uh, he's thirty four. He's not very very old. Uh, so you know, uh, yeah, I would love to see him stay. And you know what? What I would love to see if I if it was up to me and if we I had a choice to make a, to make an offer to Nacho Piatti, I would say you know what this this is a, a three year contract. But you know what? Because you're 34 and because you were injured the whole year, I'm not offering you six million again. I'm offering you three million. Mm. And if he, he takes that, I'll be the happiest guy on earth. Well, <laughs> I think there's probably a good chance that that, that, that could happen, Harry, simply because I, I don't think he'd get those wages in, in Argentina. No. No, but you know what? Maybe, like you said, he wanted to be uh, closer to the family. I just wanted to to point out about uh, about uh, to, to talk a bit about the goal. Yes, we talked about the, that that amazing strike from Piatti. What I've read on social media and people trying to to say that you know the build up was really good and you know what we really like the build up of the goal and everything. And I'm like, you know what? We've been doing that kind of build up since the beginning of the season. We but we had nobody like Piatti to finish those chances. So you know what? You can talk about the build up as much as you want because it was there with with the under under guard and it's there now because we have good players on the pitch, but we had nobody that could finish those chances. And now we have Piatti and we have Boyan. I hope that he's not injured in order to do that and in order to be uh, more dangerous. I wanted to, to ask you two questions myself. Uh, the first one is, do you think that we can give Cab uh, Wilma Cabrera that win? Is it because of Cabrera that we got that win? Look, I, I uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, Harry, and, and that's my honest answer. I think, you know, I hadn't heard the stuff that you just told me about um, around the player coming to Kevin Laramie or the players coming to Kevin Laramie and saying we don't understand anything. So, I mean, that's obviously a big concern for me. And, you know, it, it tends to make me think if it's true, and, and, and I've no reason to think it's not true. 
um, it tends to make me think that, um, that that maybe a lot of the credit's not down to him. But you've got Patrice Bernie uh, there as well, and and you know maybe Patrice is becoming um, a little more a little bit more uh, influential in in team matters because. I can't imagine uh, with his stature at the club. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. And I can't imagine with, with Patrice's uh, knowledge of the game that um, the players are directing that sort of um, criticism towards him. So so maybe he's stepped up and become a little bit uh, more more influential um, simply because it's a needs must situation. It's hard for me to, to to comment because it's hard for any of us to comment because we're only going by what we've heard. And um, you know, I, I I don't know if Wilmer deserves the credit or not, and that's my honest opinion. Um, I, I don't know. I'm for me. I'm just gonna try. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't know what's what's happening really in the locker room. I don't know what's happening. Um, you know, uh, we we talked about you know what Kevin Laramie said, and for me, it's yeah, it's very concerning. But I wanted to talk about you know the 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 the, the way uh, the the players really played that game, uh, the the tactics, uh, the strategy, and I really liked the fact, like I said earlier, the fact that we really were able to shut down Michael Bradley, and that's really mm-hmm. a win for the staff. I don't know who had who who developed that uh that strategy but it was very it was very well done so there's credit to be to be given to the staff because of uh, of those of that strategy there's a second strategy too the 433 was very good i really liked the midfield all together with shom tider and piet all three of them had a very good game so and I really liked also the uh, the the back four. So there's a lot of credit credit to be given to the staff. I don't know who took those decisions. If it's Wilmer Cabrera, you know what? Job well done, Wilmer. Job well done yeah, because yeah. Yeah. because you know what? It's uh, it's what we needed. We needed changes. We needed a good tactical plan, and we had a very good tactical plan. But there was also passion, heart, tenacity, commitment. Um, you could see that out there, and and um, I, you know, almost like a mindset, almost like somebody has said, right, guys, you know, we've hit the bottom. We need to start coming up here, and you know, I don't know whether I'm sure they've had difficult conversations in the locker room. I hope they've had difficult conversations in the locker room because those sort of things need to be taken place, given what we've what we've all gone through um, earlier on this season. So. 
the only thing I would say about maybe the change in mindset is a lot of times this season when we've gone a goal down, we've kind of collapsed. So we didn't go a goal down. So, you know, we we, we didn't see the other night um, how we may have reacted had Toronto scored. But I'm glad we didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll see that another time. But um, you know, it, it was like a it was like a breath of fresh air, and and it was different. And um, you know, it's it's given us a real challenge. Again, the, the the tie now is on a knife edge. The fact that it's one nil, if if especially if Toronto, if Montreal can go down there and, and get a goal. One thing I wanted to ask you about was um, I, I've seen a lot of stuff in social media about the referee. What, what was your take on the referee? It's very hard to say. Uh, I, I haven't had a chance yet to uh, rewatch the game. Usually I watch it twice. Um, because we're at the stadium, you know, we have a tendency to think that all referees are bad <laughs> because, you know, you're supporting your team, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, there was a few calls that I thought was really against, a lot more calls against the impact than calls against Toronto. Mm. Uh, I, I'm really interested in see, uh, in seeing, I just I was watching the stats uh, and I see that it's the same number of fouls from the same team, from the, from the two teams, but it, I, it felt like we had uh, Toronto fouled uh, Montreal a lot more. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I can't really give an opinion because I, I didn't watch the game yeah, you know, on TV you know afterwards. What? It is difficult because when you're at the stadium supporting one team, you always kind of there's always a little bit of a, a slight against your you know you of know course. involved in your your opinion and and um, you know I I actually thought watching it and 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 I, it was the same as me when I I watched the game of Belfast a few weeks ago between my team and a, again it was another derby if you like um, and I felt that the other team got all the more more of the marginal decisions, if you like. And that's probably what you were talking about uh, about the other night. But watching it on TV, I, I actually thought the referee um, didn't really influence the game uh, as regards the outcome, the result or whatever. There was two decisions that he didn't give to Montreal um, and maybe not only the referee, but certainly, well, certainly the first one. There was a deflection that went for a corner, which he, he off of tight air and, and uh, tight air shot. And he gave... Um, he gave Toronto a goal kick, and then and then the other one that the Ty Dare got got uh, yellow carded for um, was such an obvious corner kick; it was untrue. And the Lions man was right at the top of the action and still couldn't get it right either. And the referee wasn't far away, um, so I, I just, you I, I mean, I, I'm probably splitting hairs mentioning it, not much detail, but um, overall, I would say I thought the referee did okay. Yeah, yeah, I I think he was yeah, but you know what? It's Canadian Championship, and uh, you know sometimes referees uh, uh, in the Canadian program are not really uh, uh, very very good. And you know what? Considering the 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 level of refereeing usually in Canada, I think he was okay. He he didn't have a bad game, but yeah. like I said, I haven't watched the game a second time to to give a. An honest opinion. I wanted to ask my last question for this show, uh, uh, and just a quick, uh, quick answer uh, from from me and you. What would be your 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 your, your eleven uh, in Toronto, considering that we have to go to LA 
to play the Galaxy. I just wanted to point out that uh, Toronto will have to go to LA too to play against LAFC. So that we don't have any excuses saying, oh, we went to LA. No, Toronto are doing exactly the same trip. So yeah, I've seen some stuff uh, on, on, on social media about uh, failing to be able to get aircraft charters and this kind of stuff. Have you, have you read that? No, I haven't. So apparently they're on scheduled airlines rather than they couldn't get a charter. And I'm, I'm not sure whether Toronto managed to get a charter, but obviously that would be an advantage um, for them if that's the case. But um, I, I, I think about the two games down in L.A., I think, um, I mean, obviously the impact are going to go down there and, and, and try and win. But I, I think the playoffs are beyond us. And I, I think if, you know, we got to throw almost... All our eggs in what in in one basket, and that basket is the Canadian Championship basket. So, um, I, I'm, I'm, it looks as if Piatti is going to be included in the squad that travels now, and I don't think that was the original intention. So, you know, that's a little bit unfortunate, um, given the situation with with Bojan and and, and Arudi. Um, I, you know, I, I just think that the game down in California is more important. Toronto's game is more important to them now than our game is to us. And I, I would rather we concentrate the Canadian Championship game. So, you know, if anybody has a slight doubt for next Wednesday, um, I, I, I hope that Wilmer doesn't play them in, in, uh, in L.A. Yeah, true, uh, true, and I hope that Piatti is not going to play either. I don't know how what will be the starting eleven of the Impact against the LA Galaxy, but if we were in Europe, I would have put a, a complete team from the academy with yeah. maybe Pantemis in the in the goals, or maybe Bush. You know what? Since he's yeah. not playing in the Canadian Championship, but. I'm really interested in the starting 11 uh, in Toronto, and that will be mine, okay? So I will put exactly the same back four with the jump in the goals, uh, too. I will play with the Piet and Schoem, and I would put Piatti in the middle. Um, it's very weird because don't forget the tight air is suspended. Um, and I'll go with uh, uh, Lapalainen uh, on the left with uh, Clément Bayard on the right and then with Okwonko uh, as a star striker because Uruti and Boyan seem to be injured. So that's only if uh, Uruti and uh, Boyan are injured. If Uruti and Boyan are fit enough, of course, I would keep exactly the same starting 11. Uh, mm -hmm. The only difference that I would, uh, I would do is that I would put Piatti in, in the middle uh, in the place of tight air because don't forget that we don't have any more midfielders because Kroliki is uh, injured. And uh, uh, Sadich is a bit too soft, I think. So we have nobody to to be in the midfield. Well, when you see it, when you see a player stretchered off like we did, Rudy, um, you, you tend to think uh, as 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 compared to to Bojan, you tend to think of Rudy's injury is the worst of the two, right? Because. Yeah. Player stretched off, you tend to think, well, he's going to be out for at least a while. Um, the Bullion thing is a little bit more of a mystery, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that he might might still be available. But um, certainly, as regards the makeup of the back four uh, next week down in Toronto, uh, what we saw last Wednesday worked. So you know, if it ain't if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So I, I would I would give the the same four a vote of confidence and make sure that they're in. Um, uh, obviously, the tie there issue is a bit of a blow. Um, and 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 of course, as is losing Bojan and Arudi, if 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 that is the case, but uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Bojan is going to be available to play up front, um, uh, along with probably Lapa. La well, you're going to have Lapa line and wide, 
Um, and the thing that impressed me about Lapalainen the other night, by the way, was he played most of the game on the right side, and we've always seen him just on the left side. But obviously, he's been moved across to to accommodate uh, Nacho. Um, and I was impressed the way he played on 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 the right side. To be fair, um, so I mean, are you optimistic? Um, are you optimistic for BMO Field, or, or or how do you think it's going to go? Uh... No, I'm not optimistic, unfortunately. I'm really not. Um, because I'm really afraid of Altidore. And I think that the back four was very good, yes. Uh, Cabrera, uh, Victor Cabrera had a great game. And I think his best game of the season. Yes, he was injured for most of the season. And that tells you how much I like the guy. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but he had a very, very good game, Victor Cabrera. Um Will he be able to get to do to play another game at that level? I'm not really sure, and and that, that worries me because when an Altidor here for 90 minutes, yeah. uh, yeah, it scares me. Look, the thing the thing for me really is we we need to the, the whole Altidor thing is is obviously a factor, so we got to be able to take care of Michael Bradley and as you'll see, Altidore, and you know anybody that. Any people in Montreal point to those players and say they're crap or whatever, but they're pointing to those players and saying that because they know they're the two dangers, um, and and it's it's often the the players that your team, uh, like the Montreal guys, uh, hate the most. If you like, are, are are there's a reason why that is, and that's because they're the two players you fear the most, right? Um, and I, I we we got to find a way to deal with with uh, Michael Bradley and make sure that that he's well shackled and he, he he's not the smooth operator that that he likes to be, um, because that's what Toronto were all about. We also need to try and cut off the supply to to Jose as much as we can and 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 try and frustrate him that way, um, and that's the way I I I would handle that particular game because once he gets the ball in a dangerous position or in the box. You, you know you know you've got a trouble situation so we need to try and cut those those down as much as we can but I don't think we can go there um the impact and and set our stall out uh to 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 just defend um part of our strategy needs to be to nick a goal and if yeah. we nick a goal they need three and all of a sudden we're, we're in the mix we got a chance yeah true true we have uh, we have to be uh to make sure that we 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 don't defend too deep, uh, like I always say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't afford to defend deep. You're 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 absolutely right, and and um, you know, for this must be a first actually because I've got this feeling that things are going to work out for us. Uh, I I don't quite know oh, why. Wow. So- Sometimes I, yeah, this must be a first because normally you're the optimist and I'm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I, I, but you know what? You've been right until now. So maybe uh, are you going to still be right next week uh, on Thursday? We'll see. <laughs> football is sometimes just about getting a feeling. And, and you know, I, I think soccer sometimes just about getting a feeling. And, and I just got this feeling this time that, you know, things are maybe going to, you know, when sometimes when things have gone against you for so long and, and, and you know, something then just springs up, hope springs eternal and, and, and something happens to turn the tide. Um, we need that something happen to turn the tide. And, and you know, I just got, I got this funny feeling that it's going to be Wednesday night. So fingers crossed. I hope so. I hope so. And you, you, you know what? Your gut feeling has been a lot better than mine. So you know what? I just hope that you're right because I'll be the happiest guy on earth. Uh, yeah. Because we need, we need that win. We really need that win. 
Yeah, you and me both. So um, anything else you want to bring to the table before we, we close the show? And I think hopefully that's us finishing on an optimistic note. Um, no, nothing else. At least we got, uh, yeah, the positive note is that I got a win on my birthday. So, <laughs> so I'm very happy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just hope that uh, we'll hear about a new uh, uh, sporting director uh, by, they said, before the, uh, the end of September. So in the next 10 days. So I'm quite excited uh, to see uh, who it's going to be. Yeah, I'm not even thinking about California um at the weekend it's it's all about go impact wednesday night for me so fingers yeah. crossed and you know go down there guys and 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 bring it home and and that's what it's all about for me uh and and uh, I, i'm sure everyone listening will, will be tuning in and again listeners thanks very much for your support thanks thanks a lot for for listening in we we you know it, it gives us a lot of heart when we see how many people are kind of listening into this podcast and we want to keep continuing the, the the service for you so um thanks for listening in and um i'll say goodbye from hattie and hattie where can they find you oh uh, on twitter at uh, soccer en folie so s-a-s-o-s-s-e-c-e-r-e-n-f-o-l-i-e uh, so you can find me on Twitter. I'm there. I usually uh, tweet in French and in English. Uh, I talk a lot about the impact, but about the MLS also altogether. And uh, I think you're uh, also on Twitter, right, Paul? Yes, you can get me on Twitter and PaulVance63. And everyone, if there's anything that you'd like to hear us discuss, it doesn't have to be impact-related, anything football, soccer-related. Um, drop us a line. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. If there's anything on the show today that you've heard and you disagree with or you particularly agree with, let us know and we'll talk about it next time. See you next time. The podcast is une diffusion du Cannes Football Club. L'alternative foot. Allez au cannesfootballclub.com. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 